Hi, I'm Jacob. Hi, I'm Kevin. Welcome to Wassel Lieutenant, an Infinity podcast aimed to educate, inform, and entertain. Welcome back to Loss of Lieutenant. Today's episode is going to be the first in a series on the road to CanCon. So Jacob, would you mind telling our listeners what CanCon is? So CanCon is the big satellite event that's held in Australia. It's held in Canberra the weekend of Australia Day. So this, uh, well next year. So the next one coming up will be the 24th, 25th and 26th of January. That's That's when... That's so great. It is. Yes, yeah, it's like uh, which is great because I'm the one who sounds Australian. The Scot- I had that Scottish, Scottish person. One, yeah. when I, Australia know, I know Australia days. Australia days. Yeah, no, because it's on a. It falls on a weekend this this year or next year. So hmm. uh, the powers that be have decided that the public holiday is going to be on the Monday. So we all drive over to Can or drive or fly to Canberra because if you know anything about Australia, not many people except politicians live in Canberra. <laughs> you 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 go to you go to Canberra on a public holiday. But it's the only place during a, like, in the only town centre during a public holiday that gets less busy. Because everyone... Everyone just leaves. goes goes to Melbourne, uh, uh, Brisbane, or anywhere else uh, just to see family and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I had my very first CanCon there last year, and I actually really enjoyed the city uh, from what I saw of it, to be honest. I, I think it's a, it, it, it's, 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 a, it's a... It's a nice city to go for like CanCon uh, stuff mm. like that. It's really new. It's really modern, all that sort of thing. Mm. I lived there for six months. Some people mm-hmm. some people will really get, dig it. Some people won't. I live in Melbourne. I'm used to having everything really close to me and good public transport. So Yeah, I feel like it was like a small Melbourne when I was there. Like a, Yeah, of, it's probably a good way. Know, it's like well laid out, not too busy. It's got some nice bars. The weather's kind of weirdly similar to Melbourne in a way, but it's not near the sea. Yeah, it's 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 desert. It's it's yeah. a desert um, weather, so it's always dry, and it's either really cold or really hot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think last time I was there, it was about forty odd degrees on the <sighs> second day of CanCon, and it was. I mean, everyone knows what it's like in a big shed full of sweaty nerds. It was it was horrendous, and even though we have aircon, <laughs> even though we had aircon in all the major buildings, people still figured, oh well, if we just leave all the doors open. Then we'll get a through draft, but then the aircon doesn't work. So you just constant battle of people like leaving maybe, the doors maybe. open, and you're just like, shut the doors. If this, if I go to this CanCon, which I'm pretty damn sure I will, you better. Yeah, you're on the podcast. I, We're, this yeah, this was going to be a bit. Should, uh, I'll <laughs> have to, talk about it. I'll have to book all everything to go up. It um. What were you saying? I completely forgot what we were. You just blanked there. We, we we were talking about. We were talking about. Oh yeah, I was just like bring bring like a four fan from like my game. Just put it behind me. You know, that's not actually not a bad idea. Like a lot, we always um, keep the water. I know we're going off on a tangent here, listeners. We've just started, and we're just going to talk about something that most of you probably have no idea what we're talking about. But for our Australian listeners, they'll be very like, "Yep, yep, no, it's good." Like you know, freezing the bottles of water, putting them them in the esky, and then using them uh, throughout the day as the water slowly melts, and also using oh, as in like running a. yeah, so you've just got heaps it, of water yeah. that's cold throughout the day rather than having a drink. I mean, I, on, I honestly, I, I mean, I understand why they don't hold it in the middle of the year. Mm-hmm. If anyone knows what Australia, uh, Australian public holidays are, we have pretty much, I think, a whole bunch of them up until Anzac Day. Well, we're, 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 there's a public holiday here tomorrow um, in Melbourne for yeah, a well, bloody horse race, of all things. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, there was, there was a politician. There was a politician um, a long time ago, I think, for the Melbourne Cup, that said oh, something along the lines of any boss that doesn't uh, that gives his workers shit for uh, or, for taking uh, a day off today. Yeah, right. It's like uh, it's some it's bed bug and streaming. Yeah, word yeah. For yeah. <laughs> All right. So back on topic, uh, we were going to discuss. Uh, we're going to do a few episodes in the lead up to CanCon. I think this will be the first. Yeah, baby steps. Ba- baby. Yeah, we're just going to give, I guess, so this is relevant for all listeners. Um, we'll be taking the the five missions. Well, maybe not necessarily today, but we'll be we'll be discussing them. How we might sort of list build for these missions, these five missions, yeah, and also discuss how some of the missions aren't not quite what they seem. They yeah, from they, especially nine. how they've changed from season nine to season, season ten. Season ten, and and some of them are obvious that you might think, oh well, they've got Xenotech now and this that and the other but there are a few surprises so we'll do we'll, well we'll dive into that in, in a sec but we'll just go and talk about practice games yeah recent recent games so yeah jacob do you want to lead off on this do you want to start with the one we had or the ones we had separately? Oh, we can st- start with the one that we had do we just just had one today because uh even though it's not a public holiday it's a monday here in australia and you take the day off. We, That's take, what you it, do. we take the day off anyway because the public holiday is on the Tuesday. Yeah. So yeah, we decided to go to our friendly local gaming store and throw down a game of decapitation. Throw down, throw down is a good way of ha- describing <laughs> how I played this last game. So Steel Phalanx versus uh, Starco, the what the uh, Free Star Company. Yeah, Free Company of the Star. Free Company of the Star. Starco, otherwise uh, known as Emily and Friends. Yeah, so for my army list, it, I, I took I took something I've been wanting to take for a very long time, and uh, I think it worked pretty well, which uh, was yeah. the Achilles Patrocles uh, duo. Never seen that on the table before. Yeah, so four, four Achilles, freaking terrified. Had a small Ajax three man fire team, uh, a larger Thrakatai with Alki fire team, and some long range support in the form of uh, a Gema. For our listeners who don't know the whole Patrocles um, Achilles duo, would you like to just to briefly talk about that? Right. Well, th- this is one of the things I really like, as far as Steel Fangs goes, how they've dealt with the fluff of Aleph making characters or like people from history or um, mythology. So, it's su- super quickly in the Iliad, Patrocles and Achilles were super best friends. There was a war that um, happened, um, the Battle of Troy. Patrocles is all about the war. Achilles uh, about the war. Achilles doesn't want to go on it. So Patrocles says, "Hey, look, I look like you. Give me your armor. I'll lead the first wave." The, the, uh, our guys want to take Achilles to this fight. If you don't want to go, I'll disguise as you. And hence, why you've got this duo in Steel Phalanx, which is Patrocles has the only hollow projector level three in the game. Which allows him to do to do the hollow echo state within a fire team. Hmm. He's able to duo with Achilles. Uh, technically, I don't think he actually has the disguise as Achilles. He could disguise as anyone he wanted to. But I was say, but why, yeah. why? Why would you mm-hmm. do anything else? Um, and so you get the run around with a fire team of four Achilles, two of which are fake. Yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, you end up having four actual Achilles models on the table. 
Yeah, if you're like if you're like me and decided to go and buy two limited edition yeah. uh, packs and have technically uh, have four different Achilles because I have I have sort up with multi rifle not yelling sort up with multi rifle yelling dude with um more at head yeah not yelling dude with more at head yelling oh wow I can't believe that yeah there's four different sculptors yeah because you can like- you, there's enough heads to mix them up right oh okay right the different heads I see. Yeah, so that was your list, and then my list was a Emily link team. Now I don't actually often run Emily and um, Agua Seals. I usually I would say it paid off. I well, yeah, I would say I, I would shy away normally, but given that decapitation, you get five points for killing the HVT with a data tracker. I was like, well, why wouldn't I run Emily? So so I had Emily and uh, four Algo Seals, actually five Algo Seals. So I had uh, HMG missile launcher. Two combis, one of them was a lieutenant and a hacker. I had two lunacods with heavy shotgun, heavy flamethrower with their crazy koalas. A jaguar, clockmaker. I had a alhawa, a hard case. Uh, what else did I have? Oh, a tr bot and a couple of other like sort of flash pulse bots and a baggage bot. And then I had Raul um, coming in on ad. So I think you won. Yeah, you won the role for I won the role you won to the get the lieutenant yeah. role, and you chose first turn. So I chose sides, and on our table there was a great big tower on one side of the board that didn't have any um, sort of parapets, so it wasn't really going to be a great sniper nest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I figured, well, if I put Emily and her link team up there, then they're nice and safe from being attacked by Achilles. so You're forced to, at the very least, spend two orders doing the full climb. <laughs> Jacob's cats are having a bit of a fun time in the background there. I think I don't think you should have given them catnip before we started recording. I didn't. I gave one of them it. <laughs> you gave one of them catnip. And that's the one that's like, leave me alone, man. Oh, I'm just trying to chill out. Pause it. I'll break them up. No, nah, that's okay. You know, we, we can... We, they'll, they'll chill out, won't they? Do they do yeah, that? Yeah, it doesn't last long. Yeah, okay. That's fine. No, it's fine. It's, it's nice having the um, cats in the background. Um, yeah, no. so that was that was sort of roughly my list. Yeah, figured because of decap. And we can go into this in more detail a bit later, but figuring that you get most of the points for killing the HVT... And then the remaining yeah, points... Five points killing the HVT yeah, with the dart tracker. Yep, and then you get three points for killing the lieutenants. I figured, well, if I can't beat the steel phalanx, then if I just protect myself and spec fire until everything's EM'd or dead, then... I, yeah, you know. I, we need to re- rename Emily like the orbital strike, because that's all she really did in that mm, game. Yeah, yeah, she did. Um, yeah, so you deployed first, and then I deployed... Oh, you, you most of your army had... Or deployment? Yeah, so in decapitation, the deployment is a 16-inch deep zone. Mm. Um, and somewhat inadvertently, Achilles has forward deployment. Uh, my Thrakatai link team, they're all medium infantry, so they have forward deployment in Season 10. Patrocles is medium infantry, so he also has forward deployment in... Um, season 10? Season 10. Uh, the Agima technically had it, but I didn't use it. So the only ones that couldn't forward deploy were my three Myrmidon, uh, two Myrmidons and Ajax. And Ajax, yeah. Yeah. So you deployed pretty aggressively, as you would, I guess. Yeah, for, for decapitation. going first. Yeah. And then I deployed as defensively as I could um, with the Lunar Cods, sort of crazy koalas out as far forward as I could to slow down their advance. The missile launch and HMG were standing up. I realized that was a big mistake. Well, the after. HMG was... Well, yeah, down, it was in line of sight, it. but it was in it was in uh, yeah it was it could be shot at if it needed to. 
yeah, I guess you just yeah quickly run through your first turn. Yeah, so the the first turn, the first all yeah the first turn I had to take, I had to take a risk. So I had a foyer back and my Thrakatai link team uh, could see the missile launcher. I was going to take the risk that my cover would take out your link team bonus. So plus three, minus three. There's no way I'm going to get outside of a missile launcher's good range because mm-hmm. it's what, like 40, I think, it goes yeah. up to as the plus three. Mm-hmm. So I was never going to be able to avoid that. I, I was hoping that BS-12 and the extra dice would let me take out your missile launcher because yes, you had BS on the aggro seals as 11. Yeah, but with the five minus 14. So it's two dice on 14s versus your two dice on 15s because yeah. I was my missile launcher. My missile launcher wasn't actually in cover. Because of that, like I said, that big tall tower that I was taking command of. Yeah, other, not, otherwise I would never have taken the shot. Yeah, it would not let me have cover, but I wanted to at least be up for an arrow to slow you down. Yeah. Got lucky, you know, uh, a foil back with DAAP. I think I hit both shots. I hit two shots, so you had to roll four armor saves. Mm-hmm. Splattered that model. That left that freed up my Agima to do the smoke trick against the TR bot. Uh, I even outranged a TR bot, so you couldn't even fire for the first turn. Yeah. But it took four orders to get it dead because you had a clock, you had and a, a clock maker right next to it. Right next so to it, yeah. I couldn't just leave it. Um, no, and that's a good, definitely a good thing to do. I, I couldn't just leave it alive. Uh, sorry, I couldn't leave it on the table. And then I think my last, I think my last move was to. You moved Achilles and the duo up to. No, I took out the HMG. Yes, you did. Yeah, so that was another risk I took because HMG's got the same range banding as the Foybuck. Uh You didn't have the plus three for the Link team anymore, mm-hmm. but it was still pretty much equal dice. Yeah, two dice and 11s versus two dice and 12s. Three dice and 12s. Three dice and 12s, sorry, yeah. Uh, again, managed to just win that one on dice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last thing, I, I couldn't finish my last turn without moving Achilles and Patroculus up. Um, so I moved them to take out a lunacod because I didn't. I didn't want you to burn off. Uh, I didn't want you to burn off hollow projector because it's fire sensitive. Mm. And that was it. But that was a lot of orders already out of the pool. Yeah, no, that was good that you uh, did go up and take out lunacod because it was one of my sort of attack pieces that I was going to. Yeah. You know, if it was still alive, it was going to move up to midfield, probably put some support wear on it, and then go to town with a heavy shotgun. But it's so difficult to keep an S four template in cover or. In, in total cover. Yeah, unless you get like a nice wall or something. Yeah, yeah, because like they're just the, the angles of a lot of those buildings, they're just they're wide enough for even an S3 to, to fit, you know, nicely into. And But with yeah. the S4, you know, you're able to get that angle enough that you could just see it. And yeah. it's like, oh, well, okay. They got, fat, they, got, they got fat arses. They are very fat arses, yeah. It is definitely an issue with, I mean, as great as those combat remotes are, they have their limitations and yeah. that they are not easy to hide. So anyway, yeah, so that was your first turn. Uh, my first turn was uh, realizing that I had screwed up um, by letting both of my aggro seals die. Because well, the idea of the aggro yeah. seal link team was that it was going to use Emily to spec fire at uh, oh, at tens over sixteen or within sixteen. It'd be mm. um, doing it on thirteens. Well, the the other thing is you had you actually had six aggro seals. In yes, case exactly. So I could afford to I could afford to lose one. So the idea was only to really lose the missile launcher. Or the HMG, but not both. So, of course, first turn I was down to four, a maximum of four members in the fire team hmm. if I added the hacking, the hacker, but four members in the fire team wasn't going to help me to spec fire with Emily. Um, so, my first turn was spent going, What do I do? 
Hmm. So I saw Achilles and I thought, mm, he's going to roll me up if I don't take him out. I knew that your lieutenant was the Thrakatai. Well, we have to declare it for Yeah, the yeah. So you told me that. So, I, you know, in hindsight, I was like, oh, I should have, I should have gone after that. But I decided to go after Achilles with a roll. Uh, roll walked on the board, was able to throw a drop bear, uh, managed to put like a wound on Achilles. I double double teamed with the Al Hawa assault hacker. I put Achilles and Patroclus in. Oh, it's a fire. fire. Yeah, so you put them in suppressive fire before before the end of your turn. My turn. Thing is, knowing knowing you, not not knowing Starko, but knowing you personally, um, I should have known that Raul was going to come in. I should have should have been looking at the edge of the board. I don't know why I didn't. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, so Raul was able to come on, not be seen by um, Achilles. Was able to get a free shot on Achilles and threw a drop bear. Managed to do a wound to Achilles. Um, then the Al Hawa came in and tried to boarding shotgun Achilles. I think he did another wound to him, but then died. Yeah. The, the net the net result of this clusterfuck of trying to kill Achilles yeah. was a dead um, Patrickles, a dead Al Hawa, yeah. two wounds on Achilles, and a dead Raul. <laughs> no, no, Raul was still up. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, but just to yeah to 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 move ahead a little bit. Essentially, by the end of that, by his. By by your turn two, essentially Raul was dead, but it it didn't work. Uh, it was it was probably a little bit of a, a gamble. Um, tried to do it, try to come on, use the boarding shotgun to the best of my abilities, but of course when you're dealing with a armor six dude with mimetism in cover, it's it's tricky tricky to pull off. Yeah, even, so even with a fizz fifteen, so we can and not a tag, so we can dodge all right. Yeah, you can dodge. So the drop bears weren't doing too much, but you're right. I did kill I did kill uh, Patrickles, two wounds and Achilles. And that was pretty much my first turn. I think I yeah. sunk a lot of orders into trying to kill Achilles and uh, failed miserably. To take something from the Warhammer scene, he's a very good distraction fix. I don't know what that is, but I'm assuming it's a good thing. Kind of, well, in in, Tyran- in the Tyranid armies, kind of fixes are big, mean looking. Yeah, but I think they're relatively cheap, so people want to shoot them right in the distraction from the actual main point of the oh, army. Oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. It is. It is. Uh, I uh, And I think as I went into that game, knowing that I needed to get points by doing X, Y, and Z, and I was like, Achilles, kill him. So anyway, that was my turn one. Back to you, your turn two. Uh, yeah, uh, Ajax moved out because uh, I was upset about Raul and decided that Ajax was going to kill him. Yeah. Um, Just shot him and shot him again, dropped him. Yeah, burst five combi rifles are no joke. Then moved up pretty much into your deployment zone to try mm-hmm. and get rid of the lunar cods because I didn't want to deal with you essentially dropping mines. But man, armor three in cover in, in yeah. cover. It's and with a combi rifle. Combi rifle is great for the amount of dice roll that I got. All right, uh, and I was hitting well. Like I, I kept getting four hits. You're getting four hits, and I managed to save like. All of them. 12, Every 12 dice, I think I saved uh, I think I got four hits, four hits, and then two hits. Two hits, yes. So you got ten, ten. 10 armor saves. 10 armor saves, imagine. <laughs> and you managed to save all of them. Yeah. You'd be relying... The thing is, like, I guess, when you're rolling five dice, you're relying on one of them being a crit. That's, like, kind of what you would yeah, do. Yeah, with, I, I, with, I was. I, with like, Ajax. It, it being a crit or just... Because you've only got one wound, just statistically, you're going to fail one. Yeah, and you'd already... and you'd already. Um, well, actually, you, you, my clockmaker had died because uh, in a Halo area, my end of my first turn, I stood the clockmaker up to, do, try, do, to, to try and kill Achilles. To try to kill Achilles uh, because he had one wound left. I had three shots. I think you were facing the wrong way or something like that. As no, well. no, I was facing, you're I was in facing the, open. the right way. You're in the open. I just figured if I can get... If I can just take him out, then, you know, jobs are good in. 
but he didn't and he died so um yeah it's lost like my engineers so i had no my, way of actually my team had decided no yeah no no way of bringing back those um those bots so but yeah essentially when, when the dust settled the lunar cob was still standing and then it was back over to me for turn two and yeah things were kind of getting a little bit desperate now because i had ajax in my back line Hmm. he obviously was going to spend several orders to get up to my link team that were on top of this tower because the tower was like almost eight inches high obviously obviously it didn't work because the orbital bombardment started yeah so we'll back up slightly here is that ajax was your uh, data tracker and emily was obviously my data tracker and then you would put your designated target pretty much in the middle of the board behind some cover Hmm. and i had put my designated target on the sort of left flank behind a, a gunship type thing and then ajax was kind of in the middle middle of the middle of your deployment zone yeah and emily was obviously in the middle of my deployment zone because i wanted her to get the sort of best opportunity to lob grenades um so which is what i did on turn two because i figured well i've lost um, a lot of my attack pieces let's try and get some points on the board so first first i think it wasn't the first order but it was definitely pretty early on i thought i'll just spec fire grenades onto your designated target i needed sevens because it was uh sevens it must have been sevens or eights yeah so 13 and first dice i rolled was or maybe the second dice i rolled was a crit so seven it was like first or second anyway yeah 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 basically i rolled a crit so you know that went away uh the hvt went away so that was pretty good it was five points on the board which i didn't expect to get after losing most of the link team then I thought, well, okay, well, there's Ajax, and Emily has EM grenades, and Ajax is heavy infantry, so I figured I'll lob a, lob a grenade on Ajax, and he was in good range, so I was in 10s, took a couple of hits, but eventually I managed to get, like, an 8, and you failed to dodge in the 19, yeah, something and then like, you, something and then like you that. didn't pass your BTS, so... By 1. By I rolled 1, a yeah, 10. you needed, like, an 11 or something like that, and you, you rolled, rolled a 10. 10. I rolled a 10, and I needed an 11. So that was... That was Ajax, like, stuck, which was really good because it was his data tracker. I mean, he wasn't dead, but he wasn't going to be able to do anything else. Well, yeah. Because so you didn't have an engineer either. Honestly, with decapitation, before anything else, the first thing you need to do is get your data tracker into the face of that designated target and kill them because it's half the points in the game. Mm-hmm. And oh, we, we were talking about it. We were talking about it after the game. Had I actually looked at the units? Because I was afraid because uh, you would put two camera markers down together. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was a mine layer. Mine layer, yeah. Um, if I had... If you I know, if this had been like a super serious CanCon tournament thing, I probably would have opened up um, my phone to take a look um, whether you had mine layer and then probably would have figured out you did Starco didn't. does not have any mine layer profile. So no. if you see ever see two... Two cam markers on the board, it is and they're within eight inches of each other. It's most likely a, a hard case, and because he yeah. has ambush camo, so a hot tip for those facing Starco. But it, hard it, cases are twelve points. It would have mean uh, honestly, goodness. Ajax would have nothing to worry about. No, exactly. He well, he wouldn't. Anyways, two wounds. He's a he's a monster. But yeah, you're right. Camo markers and mines do put do do give people pause for thought. Hmm. Especially, you know, if it's a, if it could be a mine or if it could be a uh, assault hacker if, if you're heavy infantry. It's, you know, it's, even, it's, even if it was a mine, I got Fizz 16 on him. I could have just moved and then dodged. See, this is him. Like, no, so Jacob's like, oh, shit, I should have done this. We, we, we've had time to reflect on this. We're, we're just <laughs> it, it, that's the whole point of this tournament project exactly, process. Yeah, it's yeah. a learning process. So the next time you face the same situation, you're like, oh, well, I can just dodge if I needed to. 80% chance, I'd rather just dodge. 
so where were we? I was on. Oh yeah, I just isolated Ajax. So I was feeling kind of good about myself. Um, I like basically stopped him from being able to get five points. Yeah. Um, but you could still get three points. Yeah, uh, three points for killing more lieutenants, and another two points for killing more army points. Which at that point in the game, you definitely had. So I was like, well, you need to kill my Aguasil, who's on top of this building. I didn't know if you know. I knew you could do it because you had the orders, but it would just be whether or not you 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 would do it. So the rest of my turn two was basically spent. I didn't really do much else with it actually. I think I just I popped popped the HVT, disabled Ajax. Oh yeah, I pooped out the Lunacod, the crazy koalas, and moved yeah. them forward to try to stop an advance, uh, late advance of the Thoracatize, yeah. and then pass turn over to you, and you were on turn yeah. three. So on top of this, on top of this building that you had to climb up, you had Emily and two Aguasils, Ag- Ag- yeah. and in a four man link team. So the only way to get up to them is to do what we found out was like three full, like entire order climbs. Mm-hmm. And then there's still an entire, like a big, like building bridge sort of thing to run over. And there was no way I'd have any model because you you had really hurt Achilles. Yeah. There was no way that I was going to be able to get something up there that was going to survive doing the entire order to climb up to the top and take six hits. Yeah. Even uh, even with Achilles, if he had full wounds, I'd hesitate. I'd hesitate to do that. I probably would have done it with him. Mm-hmm. I definitely would have done it with Ajax. But Achilles was practically dead. Ajax was immobilized. Yeah. Um, the, the best I had left was... Myrmidons. Myrmidons, and they just weren't going to be able to do it. Mm. So, you're so I, 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 I made sure that I killed the... HVT. Yep. Uh, went for a bit more of a moral victory by smacking up your Lunacod. Yep. And then, because I knew you were going to spec fire with Emily, uh, ran away to try and make the like modifiers as bad as possible. Yeah. So then, yeah. then, then we get the orbital bombardment. And then, yeah. So he ran away as far as he could. Uh, obviously, wouldn't be able to get. He didn't have enough orders to get out of range of the light grenade launcher because uh, it's got a range or near impossible. Forty-eight inches. So my final turn, I had six orders left, and I just rolled them all on spec firing your lieutenant, mm. and uh, yeah, hit with one. I right, hit with two. Hit with two. Hit I with dodged two. the first one, yeah. and then the other one I took. Failed the armor save. Lieutenant dead. Lieutenant dead, and and that was that was all she wrote there. So that ended up being an eight, four, right? Yeah, eight four victory to me. Yeah. But yeah, just. Emily. Still, still keep, still, still have to keep those minor victories going, though. No, man, you, you annihilated me. You know, like you would have put <laughs> me into retreat. I get the, mo- I get the moral it, victory for slapping around your army. Yeah, yeah, I just did nothing. Like it, it, Steel Phalanx did what Steel Phalanx does in that game mm. and just killed me. But yeah. uh, decapitation is not about killing your opponent's army. It's only worth two points, which is. Yeah. It's, so, which is quite misleading when you see decapitation. It's like, 20% killing the other person's army. Yeah. It's 50% shooting a, a specific person with a specific person. Yeah. Killing yeah, killing the HVT and killing at least one lieutenant is going to net you, you know, eight or seven or eight points if they all have also killed your lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really the um, kill more army points is just a bonus if there's a tie. Yeah, it's it's highlighted. It's highlighted to me, I suppose. Big like uh, Steel Fangs has a lot of strengths, um, and they've got a, a couple of weaknesses that aren't too hard to 
play around things like lacking camo and infiltration and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think a big, a big issue is not having that spec fire because it can be really it can be, can be really uh, useful. Yeah, because well, after the game, you you look you look through the steel phalanx options, and there is nothing that can Stone spec grenades fire. and smoke grenades. That's all I can spec fire. You can spec fire smoke grenades. So, because I, I would have assumed there was such, I guess maybe that's why CB didn't do it, but I would have assumed there was such high fizz. You'd have at least one model somewhere in steel phalanx with grenades. All right, yeah. So uh, that was discussing our recent game that we had today. <laughs> and uh, so we'll move on to the main segment of the show, which is a kind of a continuation of what we were just discussing about uh, missions that are going to be played at CanCon. One of such missions, to be honest, the five missions that they've chosen for CanCon are actually really good missions. Very really straightforward missions. Nothing, no the grid, there's no... Yeah. Um, you know, none of the season ten ones have been used in it. Um, not that there's anything necessarily wrong with that, but the five missions they've got are supremacy, decapitation, frontline supplies, and firefight. So mm. from just reading them out, you know immediately it's kind of like, a, oh, okay, that's fine. You know, there's nothing really too crazy about this. I don't really have to list build super hard in one direction or the other. But uh, one of the missions that you and I both played recently, and I think uh, speaking to Russ today when he was playing, uh, yeah, he was playing. He was playing it as well. Yeah, they, they, everyone's been saying the same thing. It's like, oh, supremacy is quite different in season ten than it was in season nine. It probably, it's probably at least from what we've played, highlights the changes from season nine to season ten the most. Yeah, definitely. And it's not just like, oh, there's a Xenotech and we have to play as a multi-scanner. Yeah, I, I, I want to go on a quick personal rant that that really annoys me, that they've <laughs> added the Xenotech yeah. and it's just this token, if you don't do this, you lose a point. Yeah. So you're forced to do it, you're forced to waste your time in your first turn, second turn, third turn, rolling, doing this action, and it's just so unflavorful it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't bring anything to the game yeah it's not it's not like the change of the classified decks where they looked at it and said okay there's some of our sectorials some of our armies that struggle with dealing with having to include a hacker uh, you know from playing steel steel phalanx hackers are difficult because they're expensive and kind of exclusive and they take the they they take the spot of like a spitfire or something Mm. like that um, and I'm sure there's other armies. I mean, uh, you know, what you're playing highly, What if you're playing highly classified and you're Adriana and you didn't bring a war driver? Because a war driver is hard to fit in for an Adriana player. So I hear. Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely still uh, something that you'll yeah. see when they play highly classified. But you're right. Um, the highly cla- the, well, the the classified deck has added uh, a lot more depth of a range of specialists and range of what you can take it's not just your doctor paramedic engineer forward observer hacker it's yeah, a lot more than infantry so yeah definitely I, I agree that the the xenotech i feel yeah cb and i know this has been discussed on multiple other broadcasts and we discussed it last week and it, it, you know but yeah they definitely i think they missed a ball on it i really like the idea of it i think it's really fluffy it's it's a good um basis for a narrative event it's a good basis for the, the whole season 10, but they just didn't do it very well. Yeah. Um, Except for Supremacy. For Supremacy. I like what they've done in Supremacy, and we'll talk about later what they did in Frontline. 
yeah, we'll talk about we'll talk about all the missions. We'll talk about how they are, uh, you know, maybe different. But we'll talk about supremacy first because we feel that that has got some interesting changes to it that may not be readily apparent, and I haven't heard it discussed on any other podcast mm. besides and, the place multi scanner. And we've had each had a game in it. Yeah, we've each had a game of it as well. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, Jacob, do you want to take it away and talk about what sort of um, you know the recent game you had and what you yeah. sort of you you and your opponent noticed about supremacy? So I played with Julian. He was on second podcast, I think, something like that. Yeah, sec- episode two. Yeah, Steel Phalanx versus Combined Army. Uh, I was trying out a slightly modified army that I had that I, I had had some success with. I took it to your ta- last tournament. Mm-hmm. The Hector Link and the Ajax Link yep. and all this sort of stuff. He had an army that centered around this Sphinx, and afterwards we both agreed that that was sort of the downfall of it. Sphinx is just too expensive for supremacy because it can only be in one quadrant. Mm-hmm. So the, f- the f- first thing is that placing the placing the multi scanner is kind of worth two points in um, supremacy. Because if you don't do it, it's minus one. Yeah. So there's a point if you do it, minus technically two if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't we didn't notice this while playing. I, I vaguely read it, but I just forgot. Like, Fog of War, I just forgot while we were playing the game. Yeah. But in Supremacy, if your Xenotech is inside a zone that you dominate at the end of a game round, so you don't have to do the it's whole dominating more sec- sectors than your opponent. You just have to dominate that particular zone with the Xenotech in it. You get one point, one objective point. That's right. And it's, it is kind of messed on the PDF because it's not in the main objectives box. It's in the Xenotech rule. It's in the Xenotech rule. And thanks to the wonders of Comlog, it's really useful and I, I find myself using it all the time. They, he has put it in the same area as a mission objective so you can immediately see that it's mm. there but you're right it's not it's not readily apparent and the way it's written as well it, it kind of like confused me at first too it's it's underneath the like place multi i think it's underneath the place multi scanner uh, yeah like, in the PDF like section so you can very easily go oh xenotech place multi scanner whatever and yes exactly throw the rules yeah, away yeah, before you yeah. actually read and, it and com but comlog has fixed that though you, you've got comlog right I, I i've seen i've seen you use it i yep. need to get it I, I agree. The fact that you're just able to go boom, mission objectives. Yeah, and they're um, all there, and they're not, and they're yeah. yeah, they're not like on the PDF where there's some it's on one page and the next page. Yeah, really not. It's not uh, a great idea that uh, CB have done there. They should have put everything in that one. All you need to know in that one main objectives page. The other big change, mm-hmm. um, and it didn't come into effect for our game. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know if it came into effect for your game. It did not. But there are. The Intelcom has changed from season nine, where it was just you could put points into a section that you had somebody in. Yeah, so yeah, you could use it uh, like like before you announced it before the start of the game. If you're going to be using Intelcom or the classified, and then at the end of the game, you can <clears throat> whatever the value of that card, you can add to a quadrant of your choice. Yeah. So before before you know, if you're like me, I'm, I'm going to use Steel Phalanx because I play them all the time. I'm not trying to brag about them or anything, but if you're playing. Uh, steel phalanx and you don't want any specialists and you draw you don't draw coup de gras or you don't draw um something that's easy for you to accomplish you can throw that you oh th- sorry no just to, sorry to interrupt you 
That I, that was an incorrect piece of information I just gave you. That was for Frontline. So Season 9, what the Intelcom card allowed you to do... In Supremacy. In Supremacy was nullify the special rule specialist troop or special skill specialist operative. Because oh. in Supremacy... In Season 9. If you, in Season 9, if you hacked a console and you both have hacked a console, then at the end of the game you... Roll face to face rolls. Oh, it's against it, it whoever's that... got the spe- who whoever specialist, whatever specialist you still got in the non null state, and whoever wins that face to face gets those points. So that also oh, you could both hack it, the yes. antenna, and then you roll to see who actually got who it at the end of the gets game. It. And you can use the Intel Com card to nullify a specialist, what? so you basically would remove a dice from your opponent. Yeah, because you got a you got to roll for each specialist, didn't you? Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Yeah. So. Um, that's how it used to work. Now, so yeah, sorry listeners, we got that wrong. But now, how it works is take it away. Yeah. So the new uh, classified deck. Some of the cards have little symbols in the corner. This one looks like a globe with like a grid on yeah. top of it. That's the Intelcom card that matters for supremacy. So it's all the hacking one. It's mapping, which is um, being based based contact with a hacker. Forward observer and pass a whip check. Data scan, which hasn't changed, just got easier. Um, espionage, which is a minus three whip check on the HVT. Designation, which is spotlight, two spotlights or two um, uh, forward observe attacks on the enemy's HVT. Telemetry, which is any enemy model you forward observe or spotlight hacking. Yeah, so I didn't actually realize this. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't actually realize that, that all of those classifiers you just mentioned are all following the same theme. Though all of those world globe icons that you just said are all related to hacking or yeah. forward observer. So all it just 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 to go on, I think all the engineer ones have like a cog on it. Uh-huh. Uh, forward observer one. That's has, interesting. Ha- has like a little target on it. Oh, that's got two symbols on it. Yeah, yeah it's okay. got a little target on it. Yeah. And the uh the veteran ones have like uh, do, you, do you know the symbol for the Well, you can look at them there, but Oh, uh, well, yeah, but do you know the symbol? I'm just describing it to the listeners. It's I think it's sort of like the symbol or, oh, the doctor one just has like a doctor, doctor, yeah, thing. So it's not just. Random, oh, sorry. Like no, the, and the little little crosshair is for veterans and HVTs and anything that's not really a specialist, right? So um, yeah, so they do, they do seem to follow a theme, which I never realized before. I just thought they were somewhat random, but after looking at the Intel com and realizing yes. that they were all, yeah, realizing that they were all had these globes and they all followed a similar trait as being. Then so that's what five or six cards. Uh, for that Intel Comp for Supremacy, yeah. five. So five. it's a quarter so of the deck. So it's five cards that you can you can draw uh, that allow you to use the Intel Com, uh bonus. And what is that bonus? Uh, you get one extra point if you finished it at the end of the game. I think if you don't have already ten. If you don't have yeah. So if you're if you're not already at ten, you basically gain two points for that classified objective. Yeah, and even the classified itself, if you've already got ten, doesn't give you extra points. So the Xenotech itself actually replaces the classifieds yes wait where were we so you're well, saying that that, all <laughs> so you're saying that uh intelcom cards effectively replace classified no other way around xenotech no, xenotech replaces the classifieds the classifieds can be literally thought of as a secondary thing fucking birds back sorry guys or just it's spring here in australia and the birds just yeah they want to noises they want to fuck. This this is a bird. This is this is a bird going. Oi, DTF. <laughs> Oi, DTF. Um, yeah, and yeah. so 
for decapitation, Xenotech doesn't even exist. In fact, classifieds aren't even a, a mm-hmm. thing. Um, in supplies, I don't think the Xenotech um, is a th- is a thing. Well, let's just stick to um, supremacy in that for for a second, and then we'll just oh yeah, yeah okay, that, sure. And then we'll we'll jump on to the other yeah. uh, missions. So what you were saying, yeah. So so what you were saying was. Uh, Xenotech essentially replaces the classified unless you don't do the Xenotech and then you've got a classified, which you could potentially get two points for if you get the correct the correct um, one, yeah. One, the, the forward observe hacking ones, which will can give you two points. So when you break supremacy down, you get one point for a dominate quadrant, so you can get up to three. Whereas season nine, and I guess this is this is probably where the confusion or the sort of oh really it's different comes from is the season 9 to season 10 because season 9 used to be if you dominate more you get 2 points whereas now you only get 1 point mm. season 9 if you dominate the same number you would each get 1 point now you don't get anything for it you know that how that changes is, is now you have to dominate more you get nothing for dominating the mm. same but what they've replaced that with is if you are dominating a zone with a xenotech and a non-null state, which is kind of a surplus, surpuff, superfluous um, statement, because was... if you ever have the xenotech and a null state, you effectively lose the game. The game ends, so it, it's never going to be a non-null. Do you? Because that's that, that's for the HVT. No, no, no. The xenotech is a civilian. It's treated as a neutral civilian, so and if you the, can't kill civilians. You can't kill civilians. So if it, so, a non-null state uh, is sort of yeah, it's a bit of a superfluous statement, but I guess there for. Um, clarity, uh, you would get an extra point. And this doesn't matter if the Xenotech is synced or not. It just needs to be in a non-null state. And yeah. When I first read it, I had this impression where you not only did you need to dominate... Yeah, no, now we're getting the bugs. Now we're getting cicadas. Yeah. D- That's alright. I'll, I'll, D- I'll edit that out. I'll, I'll edit them out. Is, um, you, I, okay, so going back. I first read it thinking that in order to get a point at all, you need to dominate more. So I figured if you are also dominating more and one of them has your Xenotech in it, that's what gives you the extra point. Yeah. But no, it doesn't matter if you've dominated more as long as you're dominating a quadrant. So your With, opponent could yeah. have three dominated quadrants and you could just have one that you're dominating and it happens to have your Xenotech inside it. That will still net you a single point. Your your opponent will get mm. will also only get one point unless their Xenotech is in the dominated quadrant, in which case they'll get two points. Yeah. So, I like what they've done with that because it it does encourage your Xenotech you to use a Xenotech. The fact that Xenotech can't be killed, it doesn't matter if it's synced or not. Sort of means okay, first turn, move up to a, uh, a quadrant you know you're going to dominate, and just stay there. If the if the person who's controlling the Xenotech dies or runs off and does something else, who cares? Xenotech's there as long as you got some points in there that you can reliably dominate. You can, you know, you can get up to six points over the course of the of the game, which I think is... It wasn't readily apparent to me when I played my first game of Supremacy because I had my Xenotech in a, in a, on another side of the board where yeah. I knew I could reliably put a multi-scanner down, but it wasn't until sort of after turn one where I realised, oh, I need to make sure that the Xenotech's actually in a dominated zone, otherwise I'm going to lo- essentially lose a point. Yeah. And in in my in my in my game, it was just sort of inadvertent because we didn't. I didn't actually discover this until after the game. Mm-hmm. But when I went back to think about it, I knew that I had pushed my Xenotech up the first turn to be in a dominated quadrant. So it changes it because I was playing with Julian, and he was uh, talking about how it could be a really low scoring game, and that would be true 
because they took away the if you got the same, you get one point. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes, so you, yeah, you have to dominate more. I mean, there are other ways of getting points. Uh, hacking a console, for for instance, is another. Yeah, way but that's at the end. It. That's at the end of the game. It is. Yeah, it's and, the and one unique thing about supremacy. It's one of the very few ones where the points are calculated during the actual during the round, action yeah. game round. Yeah, and then the hacking consoles are at the end, and then of course, mm-hmm. as as well in the in the mission mission brief, you can destroy those consoles. Yeah. What I'm what I'm unclear about is whether or not you still count as scoring that console if it's been destroyed. Yeah, because I've, I've heard ooh. that you don't because it's no longer on the table. But I've also heard, well, you've already hacked it. Does it count? So that could be something that um, I guess if anyone else knows, I, I guess I'll have another browser of the forums. I, I think I think it'll come down to is whether it says whether the hacking can change the ownership. It can of, yes. of it. So. And what counts as hacking a console? I don't know. I don't have the. I don't yeah. have the rules. So, in like front one of, of the tar- tactics is you could effectively, yeah. and I feel like this would not be a common use um, of orders, but you could hack a couple of consoles and then break your and own. then break them. Yeah, I, you know, I have heard that tactic being used. I feel like you're gonna, you know, you're gonna spend an order, possibly more than one order, to hack it successfully, yeah. and then spend another order to break it, and then you have to, I believe, you know, use anti-material. So you have to make sure you've got the right weapon. You know, trooper with a DA close combat weapon or a sniper rifle or something like that. It's so also, it's also you can only do it on the second turn. You can't break. Turn, you can't yeah. break it first turn. Yeah. So it's, I, I, yeah, I feel like that's not hugely. It's going to make a huge difference. Um, looking at the way that the game is scored, I feel like the the best way of you know scoring points is to you know dominate it, dominate assault, dominate a quadrant, make sure you're dominating it with a xenotech, and you know you know try to get six points. Place a multi scanner, seven points. Yeah. Get you know, accomplish your um accomplish your uh classified. If you also have the one of the five cards with the Intel com, that's two points. Yeah. And they're also quite easy to do if you obviously if you have hackers or forward observers. Some of my, yeah. So there's six, seven, eight, nine points. Yeah. But you don't even have to ha- have to uh, hack a console. And even if you don't place a multi oh, actually if you don't place a multi scanner, you'd always want to place a multi scanner because you don't want to lose that point. Yeah, there's, think- there's there's no reason of not sticking it with something that's um, on the line of mm-hmm. the deployment zone, running it forward five inches and then spending the next order to idle put down a multi scanner. Yeah, there's never a point not doing it. But and also in this in this uh, mission as well, you also gain a plus three to the web or the xenotech if you have any hackers, hackers in a non-null yeah. state. Which again, unless you're already Adna, you're going to have probably at least one hacker, which means you're dropping that multi scanner. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, a fourteen is a lot of an, a much nicer number to roll than an eleven. So it's yeah. it definitely when I'm building my list, I'm like, right, I need at least a hacker, um, you know, maybe one assault hacker that might die, but a backup hacker, you know, like I love a, how like undetermined a, these xenotechs you know, are. I just don't want to place the multi scanner. It's like this is literally your life. It's like, could you imagine an archaeologist that's just like, oh, I don't feel like digging today. I don't feel like putting a multi scanner down. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel like brushing that bone off that might be a new dinosaur i get the name after myself I well maybe it's like, like it. um you know like he could be putting down a tripod and then he's got to like fix a little doodah to the top and then he's got to like dial it in on a I, I, on a frequency triangulate the frequencies and then maybe you know he's uh checking social media at the same time and he's like meanwhile the guy's like hurry the fuck up come on i think i think it might be a realistic representation of how if you took some science nerd Mm-hmm. you and me 
right? And some army dudes growing us by the scuff of our neck, shoving us into some place, and while bullets are flying, telling us to put down yeah. the scanner. Yeah, the, <laughs> no, you're right. The Xenotech's probably, you know, uh, you know to, to, to get into the sort of narrative fluff side of things, the, the Xenotech is uh, unlikely to be militarily trained, mm. um, and there's likely bullets flying around the place, and like you say, this guy's yeah. dragging him by the scruff of, of his neck, going, come on, put that multi-scanner yeah. down. And he's like, well, in um, the case of when you... I'm, I'm pe- I, need, I need a change of underwear, please, sir. Yeah. Well, in the case when you tie it to a... When you sink it to a multi... Uh, a wall core, like yeah. I have as a walker going, go out there, I want to take a picture of you getting shot at. <laughs> Uh, another point I want to raise about just, this just 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 before you do uh-huh. on the sorry, on the military thing, have you seen? Uh, I think I think it's Gavin's walker that he's modelling. I haven't. No, it's the bootleg um, Scarface. So Scarface oh, is on yes. top of a broken down Anaconda, whatever yep. his tag's called. Yeah, uh, beating up a beating up the, uh Yes, I have seen that. I've seen that. I think. I think actually. I was going to say, I thought, I thought Andrew Noakes was going to do that as well. There, there was one guy who had, I think, the other version of him where he's got the Toronto's head oh, in his okay. hand. in his hand. Yeah, yeah. No, I, like I say, like, I think the way the supremacy is done with the Xenotech is definitely important. So, you know, people who are like, oh, they're just there for to drop a multi-scanner uh, in mm. this mission, they are not. Um, what I wanted to touch on as well is some... Again, this may not be a common case it might be a clutch maneuver that you may do yeah but one thing i see is right okay if you put the xenotech down nobody can touch the xenotech like i can't kill it yeah so how do you remove it from scoring points if it's not synced sorry i'll i'll yeah yeah, go on go on if it's not synced with anybody it's a neutral civilian so it can be synced by anybody yeah you know, if I don't know. are you suggesting you run up and steal yes. the Xenotech? That's exactly what I'm suggesting. You run up and you steal the Xenotech. Because the thing is, like a lot of players, will, well, me included, will put the Xenotech somewhere in the open. Who cares? No one can hurt it, right? As long as it's in the dom- dominated zone. And then carry on with the rest of the game, you know, within the area of that dominated zone to try and keep those points. Meanwhile... Like you could, you could have run an up infiltrator, or you could have just a just a ramble piece coming up, uh. sync with the xenotech, and then pull it back into one of your zones, or help pull it back into the deployment zone, so it's like not scoring anything. Yeah. And it, you know, obviously, that's it's a, it's not something that you would necessarily think of doing, but if the opportunity presents itself by doing that, you will deny your opponent three points over the over the course of the game. I never thought of thought of it that way because it is just Casavact. Yeah, no, Civivac. Civivac, Civivac, yeah, Civivac, yeah. Which I think is just walking up and whip checking it. Yes. I mean if you fail it does move it does disperse um, two inches. I don't I don't know how it goes with disconnecting it from the person it's already Civivac to. Well if you can't uh, the rules state that you can't Civivac something that's already been oh, Civivac. So you gotta kill you gotta desync it first. It was, you would have to kill the person who's carrying it, yeah. or more likely what will happen is somebody will just be disconnected from it anyway. Yeah, because they're probably not going to want to hang. I, I hang never, around. I never thought of the dangers of just leaving it alone. Because for for a lot of a lot of the way I've been thinking about it is put it into a spot, connect it to uh, put down the multi scanner. Yeah, and then if I have to attach it to let's say my a, a gamer marksman, mm-hmm. if I have to touch that. I'm just and let's say I have to move my gamer marksman away. I'm just going to leave it behind. Yeah. Now, for for supremacy, it's important that it stays in one spot, yes. potentially. 
Um, in most other games, you probably don't have to desync it if you're moving along. No one's no one's allowed to shoot it, so you mm. may as well keep it synced. Yeah. But the idea of like grabbing it's it's almost like it's almost like like grabbing the HVT. Yeah. And and nicking it. I think I think for the most part. It's going to be too hard unless you're already kicking ass by like yeah, turn yeah. It's two. It's not something you would that you'd, you'd necessarily plan for, but yeah. I think it's something that opponents should be ready for. I think, I think it's there's... I think it's something to be aware of. Yeah. If you if the opportunity presents itself where you can grab that HV uh, the Xenotech yeah. and run it away on a mission like Supremacy, you're denying yeah three points at what 33 percent. Yeah, of somebody's potential, if you can do it first turn, which I seriously doubt you'd be able to, um, you're denying a decent amount of objective points. Even if you even if you manage to do it second turn and deny two, mm-hmm. that's still twenty percent. That's yeah. still a fair chunk. It's definitely something that you, you know you wouldn't you would never really play for, um, but it's something to consider. It's something to keep in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that that's just something I wanted to raise. I, thought, I sort of looked at it and thought, well, that's... it doesn't need to be synced to score. How, how, did, how did you come to that? Well, because I think in my first game playing Supremacy, I had a Jaguar synced to it. And, of course, the Jaguar died. But then the Xenotech just stand there in the open. And I think and I think I was just I was just thinking to myself, going, no one, nobody can touch that Xenotech now. I'm just going to keep scoring points. And I thought, well, wait, someone can just come over and just sync it and run away with it. Mm. You know, it would, obviously it would take some orders and... Um, it may not be someone's first thought, but it, yeah. you know that's. I mean, because the other thing you can do, obviously, is if that Xenotech's in there, but everything else around it that's friendly is dead, then you just walk a model in there, and then you're you're claiming that zone, so you're getting that point anyway. You know, yeah. you don't have to remove the Xenotech; you just have to stop the Xenotech being in the dominant and a scoring zone. Yeah, you know, so so you know that that might be you know you could argue that that's easier. Yeah, I th- I think what you're talking about is more pertinent to. Um, the mission we're about to talk about, which is frontline. Yeah, so I guess we could should move on um, to the next mission, which we did. Yeah, did you say it was frontline? Right, we're just going to start talking about frontline. Yes, we are. Especially because you mentioned you a very... You looked at me blankly like, yes, are we? Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, yeah, so what you were mentioning before is super rele- relevant to frontline. Correct. Uh, about stealing the Xenotech. So why don't, you, why don't you tell us why? Why is it? It's it's very important because there are Xenotechs also in Frontline. And because Frontline is sort of similar in its uh, way to Supremacy in that you have to dominate areas of the board, except in Frontline you're uh, it's sort of split into thirds. Um, you know, you've got your, your closest area, the middle area, and the farthest area. And, and it's done at the end of the game. And it's done at the end of the game rather than round by round. The breakdown for Frontline is to dominate the nearest sector of a deployment zone for one objective point, to dominate the central sector for two, to dominate the farthest sector for four, place a multi-scanner with, you know, for one, classify objective as one, and failure to place a multi-scanner is minus one. The additional point that you can get is if you dominate the central sector with your Xenotech inside it. It's only worth one additional point. But if you can dominate the central sector and the farthest sector, that's seven points you can net um, if your Xenotech is also the one in the central is, sector. Is, is the Xenotech one one of those points where you can't get if you've already got ten points? Uh, let me see. One, three, seven, eight, nine. No, no. Right, so is the, classi- is the classified 
the one you... No, 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 it's all 10. So one for the nearest, two for the centra- central, that's three, one for the ce- uh, Xenotech, that's f- uh, uh, four, uh, then you go another four for the farthest sector, that's eight, mm-hmm. multi-scanners, nine, classified objectives, ten. So there's no, like... If okay, you have so there's this, no... If you, if you have yeah, ten, yeah, you no, don't get There's no multiple points. ways of getting to ten. Yeah. There's only one way to get to ten. And, you know, your, your, your sort of biggest chunk of points is the farthest sector, mm-hmm. and then next to that is three points for the central sector where there's Xenotech inside it. So it's quite... Also, not as maybe as important as in Supremacy, but the Xenotech again plays a fairly crucial role hmm. in um, obtaining that ten points. Yeah. But... The difference between supremacy now is in, uh, sorry, from supremacy is that in supremacy you can be uh, like five, four and a half inches, four inches and one millimeter outside of your deployment zone. You place a Xenotech, you're in the, you're in the zone, one of the zones that you can dominate, um, and there's not really an opportunity for you to go and kill the person who's synced with the Xenotech, grab the Xenotech and pull them to somewhere that's not going to help. Yeah. In this one, they've got to be, at to get that one extra point, they've got to be at least eight inches up. Uh, they've got to be, yeah, more than eight inches up because each yeah. of the zones is, are, are eight inches. So 20 uh, inches up so from yeah, the back tw- of the ball. Yeah, so 12 inches for the deployment zone, eight inches for the first sector. So you've got to be more than 20 inches. Yeah. 21 inches, say, yeah. um, to be in the central sector. Mm. Um, what I was just realising what we didn't really talk about with supremacy uh, and I guess we'll just fold it into this discussion is how we foresee list building Yeah. because uh, like I said supremacy and frontline are quite similar yeah. from what the tools that you require to bring Yeah. you know you need to you know, you need, get, you need to get into those uh, sec- sectors and dominate them the difference with frontline I feel is it's more aggressive in that you get more points for dominating the sectors furthest away from you whereas supremacy yeah. you just Need to get out your deployment zone. You've you got to be don't. in the in in front line. You very much have to move things up. Short range weapons are going to be uh, more useful because you're going to be in that close fire fight sort of thing. Yeah. When we played my game of supremacy, it was a lot of lead slinging across across zones. Yeah. Um, and it was just me dominating my back two and clearing out and covering one of his quadrants so that if he tried to move into it he was going to pay he was going to pay more than likely in models for every step that he tried to take into that zone yeah okay so um, <clears throat> i mean so so on that um i mean you you run steel phalanx there you know there it's a very mobile army it's very hard hitting it's got this, some very durable troops this this con can con the missions so far Except for like su- supplies is is fine. It's just sort of the, or- the it's the sort of the awkward child of the missions that we're playing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's slightly different, but it's not yeah. it's not a real curve. It's not horrible. It's just, it's like, just it just requires you know a few more specialists. And uh, but thing is, supplies also requires like frontline to to get yourself moving. You know, you need to move yeah. up to the middle. You know, pick something up and run away with it. Frontline, so technic- you just sort of keep pushing up forward. Technically, if you're really baller, you can take no specialists. Let your opponent grab every single supplies and then beat them up for it. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, this this mission, the all five of these missions don't really require specialists. Um, from my point of view, I I have sort of broken it into two groups mm. where I've got one, where I'm looking to build one list for supremacy, 
frontline and supplies and another list for decapitation and firefight. Yeah. Um, where supplies is kind of not sitting that neatly in with supremacy and frontline, but at the same time, supremacy, I sort of gone, well, I need, I need a couple of specialists. For you need some button to, presses and For the button, so okay, those will also be there for yeah. picking up the supply boxes. Um, and then, and then frontline, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, Starco doesn't really punch that hard. Um, mm. I am trying out a Riot Girl link, which I think punches pretty hard. Uh, I'm also, but I'm just not used to running heavy infantry links. So having all those sort of eggs in one basket yeah. is has been is a bit of a challenge, and also it's quite difficult to spread a link team across multiple sectors yeah. to dominate them without running the risk of um, breaking the fire team. Yeah, uh, I mean, you, you get that sort of link is about as hard punching as you can get other than the few things that come to mind is a lot of tags obviously yeah and uh eugene have the really big heavy infantry with the cannon on the shoulder yeah i mean i guess uh what uh, like uh, heavy infantry like like riot girls do benefit from being relatively cheap um yeah but very effective for what they do you like you're saying talking about there are some Yuching um heavy infantry they are you know ridiculously expensive and if you ran a link of yeah. them you would be running into you know um more than half of your army list whereas a right girl link especially if you have, have um, avicenna or emily personally uh for starco players out there i really rate avicenna over emily uh even though after what we just talked about in our game emily did quite well it means you can pull along the one thing that you really need to support a heavy infantry a heavy infantry link yeah, yeah. is someone to pick up when someone goes down, a whip eighteen doctor essentially yeah, is is pretty yeah. pretty handy. Who's six two move with no wounding cap, whereas um, uh, Emily is only dogged. She does have mimetism though. Anyway, sorry, I'm getting off on a tangent because nah, I know you, there's people you, out there going, "Why don't Emily should be in every list?" And I'm like, "No, she doesn't need to be yeah. in every list." I mean, I I mean, I get it. Right, you've got that EM again. I get it. I had to suffer it. Mm. You get the EM and the. EM and normal, so you basically yeah, cover like. Who's more expensive? Uh, Emily by like cool five points, but she's also half an SWC, whereas Avicenna is only twenty-seven and zero SWC. And when you run a, a, a riot girl link, you you know you're dropping four SWC just on heavy weapons. Yeah, you either got the Spitfire and the um, missile launcher, missile launcher, or you've got two missile launchers, or two missile launchers. Yeah, if you yeah. want to be disgusting, if you want to be disgusting, but yeah. then uh, like we're talking about frontline. The missile launchers aren't going to do much good after uh, second turn, uh, or after the first turn. Yeah. Spitfires you need for sort of turn turn one, turn two, and then the boarding shotguns and combo rifles you need for turn two, turn three. Oh, like cats having a conniption. Yeah, there um, there there's three oh, cats here running around. They're, they're a delight to watch. Um, they've they've been they've been incredibly quiet considering there's a new person in the house. <laughs> um, but one of our ones that likes to have a little. Psycho cat moments, you know, when they just stare off into space. Yeah, and then they kind of like... Well, just leap. had one. They sort of leap then, don't they? They kind of like... It's almost like they're ready to pounce. Yeah. Um, right, where, where were we? Sorry, I've just gone. Yeah. Uh, we, were to, we were talking about frontline. Um, I guess I was trying, trying to turn it into, um, you know, how we sort of keep it to CanCon, how we, um, you know, we're looking... We're not we're not trying to say, like, oh, this is how you list build, but I guess what we're wanting to look at is, like, this is how we... Are looking at the five missions and going right. How do we build two lists or one list? Actually, it's a good question. Do you typically build two lists for tournaments or one? Uh, I, I talked about this a bit last and, time, and also, what are you going to 
take for this for for CanCon? Yeah, I, I talked about it this a little bit um, last time, but um, generally when you go to a tournament, there's sort of two that are kind of the same and one that's not, or mm-hmm. that's how I like to look at it. That's me, yeah. Too. Um, definitely in this one because decapitation gives you a lot of freedom. Uh, with the reinforced link, you can lose your lieutenant. You don't go into loss of lieutenant or anything like that. I'm more willing to... Because also like, firefight's the same as well. That has no retreat and no... Oh, no, no, firefight's, no, firefight's the same? Yeah, there's no... Uh, it's reinforced tactical link. Yeah. No, sorry. There's no retreat. Oh, whatever. Which is the same. No, 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 no. There no, is no. loss of lieutenant, which is a thing I always forget in firefight. Sorry? There's no retreat in Firefight. Yeah. No retreat, baby, no. <laughs> Sorry, Bruce Springsteen, I was just thinking, I was listening to that yeah. song last night. There's no uh, no retreat rules do not apply in Firefight, but loss of lieutenant does apply. Yeah. But you have to kill the lieutenants. So it's not like decapitation where your uh, lieutenant is open information. Yeah. And you can't go into retreat, whereas in Firefight, you can go in. Yeah. You can go into loss of lieutenant. Yeah, so... I, I'm a bit, I'm a bit torn. I've got a list that's, I played with it. It performed really well. I was considering it to be my, my go-to fighty list. Mm-hmm. But with decapitation, with having that extra um, reassurance of not going to loss of lieutenant, I wanted to really tilt my army to being about punching things in the face. Which you obviously saw today. Yes, yes. I think um, I ended up with, yeah, had six models on the table, a grand total of 35, 40, 50, 60, yeah, like 67, 70 points maybe as well I left on yeah, the table. I think I had 240 <laughs> something points killed, left on the board. Yeah, I killed You killed, two, Petro- you killed Patrickles. Yeah, that was the it. Lieutenant at the very end. Oh, at the very last, end, yeah. So I probably game. had 200 points left on the thing. Yeah. On the board. Which kind of shows like in decapitation. Um, you know, you can absolutely smash me around the place and still come out with a lot with a loss yeah, because of the way it's it's uh, it's, it's what scored. it's what a laser focus on what the actual objective points um, where the actual objective points come from can get you. Yes. It can get you a win, even though my um, you know I was putting my giant. Uh, steel phalanx penis all over <laughs> all over my all face all over your all over my face um, um, did, I, did I get you into retreat well no you, there's no retreat in, in decapitation isn't it oh, well, no that's go. why I was like oh, I care damn if it wasn't yeah, you wouldn't have got your last turn if it exactly. wasn't exactly I, I didn't care that you were killing me because you couldn't get to yeah. Emily and I knew if I just kept rolling dice I'd hopefully eventually hit I, sh- I should I should I, 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 I want to point out I had uh, some issues happened with a uh, new airbrush before I had it, so I did take my frustrations out on the um, poor free company of the star. Um, <laughs> they fought but, valiantly, but no, yeah, they, they, they couldn't do much against um, two behemoths. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably some of the strongest uh, Rambo units in the game. Yeah, uh, I, I Ajax always, and Achilles. I always uh, crap my Dax a lot better every time I face. Yeah you or face any steel phalanx player that i'm allowed to give first like, gets first turn i mean yeah. in, in this instance i wasn't too afraid because i i knew well i was afraid but i knew that if you you couldn't kill me and i wouldn't one. win by doing what i wanted to do yeah, which was yeah. just punch face that's it that's yeah. it exactly um but yeah so i in this i'm probably going to go very similar to what you're trying mm-hmm. i'm going to have one for supremacy uh firefight uh, not firefight frontline, 
and supplies because I got a little, I got a couple more specialists in there. It's a little bit more um, movable. Yeah, um, Farfight has panop- uh, panoplies as well, so you do need specialists. Yeah, for that. yeah. I, so I'm looking forward to um, hopefully uh, running Make Makon up to a thing, rolling in the booty two and getting a HMG on him. Yes, I do forget that about Firefight. I think last time I played Firefight, I completely ignored yeah. the Panoplies. Well, I, yeah, so I uh, that was at your tournament, uh, that the Panoplies, I think your first tournament? Probably, yeah. You had Firefight? It, it is, yes, that's correct. Mm. Um, and that was, I think, that round, that was one of the things that let me um, actually win. And I had a game against uh, Nick mm-hmm. uh, on the same thing, Firefight. I actually really like firefight if you just want to have like a game because it's got some objectives in there yeah the panoplies can be really funny where you you know so if you don't mind me i'll just maybe just go through quickly what the point scoring are and then we'll oh, and, look and, and see how they, yeah how, how it's broken up and how the best way of getting the most amount of points for yeah it is. okay go for it um so we've got <clears throat> one objective point to kill more specialist troops yep two objective points to kill more lieutenants yep three to kill more army points so that's that's the biggest chunk is army points uh, acquire more weapons from the panoplies than the adversary. One, kill the enemy data tracker is one, and to each player's two classified objectives, which I find super interesting for firefight because it's it's a really varied level. Like as you can see, there's nothing there that's more than three points. Hmm. Kill more army points is worth three, but if you you know kill the enemy data tracker, grab a couple of classifieds, and maybe kill more specialist troops. You know, there's two, three. Mm. You know, there's there's four points right there. Yeah. So, um, this is a quite a tricky one, I think, to really aim for. Like you've got, like we were talking before, we've got supremacy. You can, if you can dominate sectors, you can get three points. Sorry, if you dominate, um, sorry, your cat's gonna drink my water. I'm just gonna move it. If you can dominate more more sectors or Xenotech in it, that's three points. Like over the course of the game. Hmm. Plus extras. If uh, frontline, you know, if you dominate the further sector, there's four points. There's a fair yeah. There's swing. there's big chunks that if yeah. you do, you pretty much won the game. Same with uh, what we're we playing today, decapitation. You get five points for killing the HVT with your, with your data tracker. tracker. Yeah. And then supplies. If I just quickly look at com log, everyone download it. I th- I think I think supplies is another one that's it's, sort of varied, but it's still all about the supplies. Yeah, so it and supplies, yeah, the most you can get is sort of three for controlling more supply boxes. So, yeah, so from that point of view, you know, you're talking about Firefight, it's it's, it's quite a fun mission. I, I would mm-hmm. agree it's probably one of my favourite missions because it is so varied and you can approach it from a lot of different angles. Yeah. Uh, so, like, sort of, so, so, sorry, just to get back to you, I just wanted to cover that off so that yeah. we were kind of aware of where those points were. How yeah. do you sort of see yourself building a list for like obviously firefight and decapitation probably will be might be the same list or fire no you said firefight is going to be supremacy the same list as you'll probably run for supremacy and yeah. maybe frontline no and uh, supplies supplies okay so the ones yeah. that need more of a specialist attention that that's a good thing about a lot of these rounds a lot of these um, missions is they need some specialists but they don't need specific specialists. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we didn't touch on this, but so the missions as well, the um, Supremacy we already mentioned actually um, does give you a bonus for hackers. Yeah. And another thing that I noticed in Supremacy, doesn't it didn't really come up in my game because I barely pushed any of the buttons, but if you use a hacker to push a button... Or an engineer, I think. Uh, oh, was hacker and engineer? Mm. Let me just check that. Uh, you might be right. 
No, it's just a hacker. Yeah, my bad. Um, you actually get to roll two dice. Oh, you get to roll two dice. Oh, yes, okay. when you hit, which you know is is uh, I guess was one of the things which would, that always caused me a lot of anxiety when you're pushing a button. You only get one dice, even if I was playing hack, and I had the plus three, mm. so I was on like a seventeen. Yeah, I mean, rolling one dice was still like I could fail. Whereas now yeah. you're rolling two dice, you only need one to pass. Your, your your chances of success are greatly increased, yeah. which I think is great. A great thing that they've added there. Yeah, we called we actually called our, uh, my game early, um, yeah. just because it, uh, I was so so far ahead that I had one. And um, as far as so we did this. So, so you bet Julian, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, oh, because, sorry, because, I, it, because everything was tied up in that sphinx. I didn't. I didn't assume. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean to assume that you would lost. That's right. Julian, I, I, but... Everybody, I suck at the surprise. <laughs> no, I just, I, I, you know, I just know Julian. Julian's, Juli- Julian's one of Julian's one of the longer time players, um, but he hasn't touched um, combined before. Combined much, much, yeah, and he was mucking around with his list. Mm-hmm. And just too many, he just had too many points tied up in the Sphinx, which mean he had to hide the Sphinx. Yeah, okay, that makes um, sense. And when you've got Hector and a whole bunch of uh, Myrmidons coming at you, and there's Ajax on the other side, this Sphinx has to keep running in between these two tough groups, trying yeah. to do some damage, and it's really hard for him to That's do enough. That's a pretty good point. Yeah, I think Sphinx in a list, in a list for decapitation or firefight would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe not, probably not for supremacy. Yeah, so like an avatar, right? An avatar is a great, has a great model, got great rules, and all that sort of thing. But for supremacy, it can only be in one section. So what you dominate it by one hundred and thirty-seven points. Yeah, right. You or because you've only got him, I'm hiding around a bunch of buildings where you can't see me in three sec in three sectors. I dominate more than you. That's right. That's right. Uh, so the, the Sphinx at least has a marker state, but yeah. then you're better, really, rather than yeah, but like it, it, trade, points. Trades, it trades the height and the um, armor for yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, but like um, a marker state is a really great thing to have for supremacy and frontline because you can leave it in a marker state, it still scores, mm. but people can't shoot it immediately. They have to discover it first. Yeah. But if you've got a Sphinx, you're just, you know, for 103 points or whatever it is. You're kind of better just splitting those into three models that can be in a market. State. Yeah, so, so we, we, like- we were taking. I was I was showing him because I had th- I had kind of th- played with the idea of running um, combined army, mm-hmm. and for me it was it was for me. You can still take an expensive piece. You take the Toronted with the Toronted, Toronted, whatever. I suck at pronouncing these things. On it with the HMG and the MSV three. Yeah, right. Um, and then you can you can dump a whole bunch of other because you've you've then got another thirty or thirty something points yeah um, to muck around with yeah having a no I, I did I did I did have a point about bringing up um I, my game with Julian mm-hmm. and that was what 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 was I trying to say. Have you just drawn a blank? Is that why you're looking like that, like like at me like that? I can't remember why, why I brought up this game. I didn't want to brag about winning. It was no, because was... I I had assumed incorrectly. Oh that yes, lost. that's right. No, no. Yeah. Uh, you were saying about the two dice. Um, and so we we called that game early, but I oh, yeah. d- I did the thing of like, oh well, like, if I wanted to go for the most tournament points, how would I do it? Um, so I just did the the whole sort of oh it's probably going to take me these many orders to do this these many orders to do this mm-hmm. and I had that moment where I ran Machion up to a button 
and was like, okay, so now I'll roll dice to see how long it takes me to hit that button. And I failed three times. What's his whip? 15. So it's oh, wow. it's it's, okay. it's not common that he would do that. Yeah. Right. But he failed three times and that meant that I couldn't get um, secure HVT. Right. Um, so, yeah, you've, you, you've got situations where, yeah, Wait, having two dice. Why couldn't you get secure HVT? Huh? Why couldn't you get secure HVT? Because uh, he had a he dropped a he dropped a, his fractor right down next to his HVT and oh. I didn't have enough. I, I did one wound against his fractor, but the fractor has the transform has the state. Transform state, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I lost out on that. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, we'll try to wrap it up. Start wrapping it up now. You've kind of made it quite clear. Like you've sort of split yours, and I like the way you split yours actually because I didn't think about firefight in the same box as supremacy and supplies you know the, the i really like the, the list of five missions um uh, i mean i guess decapitation hasn't really changed much from season nine to season ten we yeah. played it today and we didn't use any new classifies we didn't use a xenotech so it's pretty much stock standard people have played that one before yeah, it probably hasn't changed from it i don't the think very it has first really. season yeah. we we really wanted yeah we discussed the supremacy because we believe that has got some interesting changes that people may not be readily like sort of we not readily notice i i think it's the best example of what Corvus billy wanted to do with the xenotech with xenotech yeah and frontline to a lesser extent i guess supplies actually did we talk about supplies i know supplies has uh, some slight modifications to it in the new season it uh, does I mean, not have a xenotech and it does not have a data tracker so maybe it's not no maybe i'm just is it, is, it, is it just opening up boxes sorry having supplies <laughs> pretty much it does have the intel com card so, is it uh, worth listen, two or cancelled? Uh, listen up. When the game ends, at the and the players count up their points. Cancel. Each classified fulfilled by the player that has the. Oh yeah, so that's the doctor ones will cancel the engineer. Not the engineer ones. The Does it look like a cog? Uh, one, sure. looks like a, one looks like a first aid kit, and one looks like a crosshair. So the, the cross the crosshair is the. Um, medium infantry, heavy infantry, veteran, and some forward deploying ones. Right. Okay. Yeah. So. That's the difference there. The other difference that they've done for supplies, and the reason why I'm quite keen to run Avicenna in a Riot Girl link for mm-hmm. supplies, is because you get a Doctor Paramedic bonus. So that allows you to a plus three to yeah, to, to, I, to I read ex- the supply boxes, and gets allows you to roll two dice. I was excited about that because I I also am running a Doctor and a Fire Team. Yeah. So I'm I'm quite excited for the same reason, being yeah. able to actually get a a plus for a model I really want being in my able, list. Yeah, being able to run a, a, a pretty tough doctor um, in a fire team up to the supply box and mm. in Avicenna's case, open it on an 18 with two dice is, you know, you're pretty much guaranteed besides the rolling the, the You're never going to open it now. You're going to get a cancon and Avicenna's not going to be able to do anything. Like, She's going to kill no. all your riot girls. Yeah. Um. So that, yeah, that was something I guess I wanted to pick up about supplies. Yeah. But... Uh, I guess we could recap here. I think um, we've yammered on for long enough. You're right. Um, but we're just going to wrap it up here with... Um, some advice for CanCon. Some, yeah, some... What's yeah, going through our heads? We're going to stop the rambling and we're going to... And ramble some more. Uh, we're going to summarize by... Um, if, you, if, you, if you're happy to do so, uh, to give me your uh, top three sort of tips for yeah. um, building lists for CanCon with these five missions in mind are Supremacy, Decapitation, Frontline, Supplies, and Firefight. 
we're going to go through our top three tips for CanCon list building. Yeah, or at least top three things that have gone through our heads. Yeah, right not now. tips. We're not experts by any means, yeah. but definitely three things that we uh, are going to, yeah, like you say, have in the back of our mind yeah. while we're list building. So we'll um, we'll start with you and we'll take it in turns yeah. and go through. Uh, so the first one, especially coming from a person that plays a really fire team heavy sectorial, is make sure that you have that one unit um, by itself that can be synced with the Xenotech. The War Corps is always a really good choice. It has its irregular order that can be spent on it's spent on that synchronization. Um, oh, sorry, it starts synced already. Sorry? It starts the game synced. Yeah, yeah, but as in, like, you can spend it on the... I don't know what they're called. It's not a fire team. It's... Oh, right, yeah, okay. The yeah, civvy, yeah, yeah. like, moving, z- moving the Xenotech. But, yeah, just make sure you have that s- single uh, model. It's really easy to get into a trap with, um, like, uh, I can imagine uh, Toa or anyone where you, any sectorial where you might be wanting to run a core, a Harris, and then two other guys. Make sure one of those other guys isn't something that you want to just haul up in a building and look across the map. Yeah, so it's important to make sure you have one unit that is free to run up with the Xenotech and yeah. it's not going to require you to um, break a fire team or, or re- spend yeah. command tokens remaking a fire team later on. Yeah. Ideally, you want something that um, yeah is fulfills all the requirements, can get across that deployment zone uh, to allow the Xenotech and also potentially be a bit bit survivable. survivable. Yeah. That it, it won't just go down after or, the first order. In, in the case of a war core, something that people are just gonna ignore. It's yeah, yeah. So that <clears throat> you know, it's a very good point. Yeah, yeah. You will have two Inimitargos, maybe two guys that aren't aren't linked, mm-hmm. um, and you may be quite limited on who they are. You yeah. may have yeah. So great point, great point. Uh, I, I'll echo that point. Um, except I'll, what I'll add is that make sure you have. A backup in case yours uh, goes down. So, yeah. for instance, my Starco list that I'm running and playing with right now, I'll have. I may have a CSU uh, because it's cheap. It's twelve points. It's specialist. It has six cents. It has uh, it has a shotgun and a rifle. Um, it can get some pretty funky stuff with its meta chemistry. Mm. It can also be linked to a brawler Harris, but it doesn't need to be linked. I can you know yeah. add it if it goes down, but I can equally just start it linked with the uh, with the Xenotech. My backup is quite often um, something like a Jaguar, which is only frenzied, so it can be linked until it becomes frenzied. Yeah. So it's nice if, if my friends and my CSU goes down, or if my you know if my opponent is like deployed you know in a certain way that I don't want to make it the CSU, I can make the Jaguar or vice versa. Yeah. Now number two. Yeah, my number two is CanCon, especially when it was announced, looked like a very fighty tournament it looks like it's going to be an absolute slug fest it's got- i mean we're all very nice there like you're not actually yeah <laughs> we're not going to reach across the table it's got firefight it's got decapitation it's got supremacy which is still pretty much a fighting one mm-hmm. it's got frontline yeah. all the very fighting ones but we saw today in decapitation you killed two models out of my 10 i killed all but six six yeah um, and what, two of them were the eight-point baggage bots and stuff That's like right, that? That's right, yeah. Um, so I took out a lot of your points, and I lost. That's correct, right? yeah. Because you were focused on it. You had a uh, piece. You had uh, Emily with the uh, speculative firing grenade launcher. So make sure when you're writing a list, you've got the tools to do the objectives, not not just 
to fight. Yeah, that's right. And I, yeah, I guess I'd have to agree with that one as well. I'll make that my number two is keep focused on the objective. There are but before two missions, you even get on the table, when you're building yeah. that list. there I mean, there are still three missions that have retreat in them. So if you do go gung-ho, which people can do, you could potentially lose the mission before it's, yeah. you know, lose the game after turn two. Um, and, the, the, and the two missions that don't have retreat, they don't really reward you that highly for killing your opponent. Like we said, in Decapitation, it only gives you two points. In Firefight, it does give you three, but there's a widespread of other things that you need to be prepared yeah. for between the panoplies, two classified objectives, etc. If that's the only thing you achieve, killing more army points, you're, you you're can still gonna, lose. Um, so definitely make sure that's a front and center of your mind when you're building a list. And again, I guess just to back up what you're saying is have have a have a backup for that as well. If mm. if that fails, like oh, I'm going to punch face. All right, I didn't, uh, that didn't work. Okay. Let's um let's try and get these like equipment of the panoply so that yeah. at least like you know narrowing the the margin of victory, um and then your number three yeah so my number three and again I saw this um today and I've seen it before um and it's been advice that has been given to me by Julian in the last game is if you can see an opportunity to get as like tons of objective points um. Early in the game, so decapitation, you get five for killing something with the data, um, tracker. data tracker. Uh, killing the HVT with the data tracker. Yeah, yeah, HVT with the data tracker. Uh, the designated, designated target. target. Uh, with the data tracker, do it. Right. This is this is less of a um, list building thing, but have in mind of what each piece is going to do and what you're going to do with that piece. I, I like taking Ajax. I think he's a really good data tracker because um, he's not shooting something that's particularly tough. Um, but he's pretty, he's pretty tough and relatively cheap in of himself. And I should have in the game we played in my f- maybe after I killed all those ARO pieces, just gone for the data tracker. I'd, yeah, I'd have to agree. And I was quite relieved when you didn't um, yeah. go for him because it gave me some time to you know nullify your nullify your data tracker. Yeah, because once your data tracker is dead, you can't nominate another one. So thank uh, that's another um, or in mine turned off turned yeah turned them off yeah which is like so great when you can just be like you're heavy infantry you're not going anywhere now I don't need yeah. to worry about your wounds you just you just you're a brick yeah uh, and yeah I'd agree and my third one um, slightly different this time I thought of something else is uh, remember the bonuses in the mission and remember the intel mm. com because there are three missions out of the five. I'll bring up my I'll bring up com log again okay. to remind myself which of the three. Yeah, there's 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 a there's a few intel comms. There's one that yeah. give the bonus objectives. So intel com that... is on supremacy. Yeah. Intel com is on frontline, and intel com is on supplies. So I think I think is on it supplies. Am I yes, it is supplies. Yeah. So in supremacy, you get a bonus point for a particular objective. I think the other two, uh, you can cancel out your opponent's. Yes, so supremacy we talked about earlier. That was the bonus for, point. forward observer one. So there's five and hacker, five of those yeah. up, up for grabs at the twenty. So you got a fairly good chance of potentially nabbing two objective points by just accomplishing one classified. Yeah. So a really good thing to remember in the back of your mind if you just need that extra point to get up. Exactly. Yeah. Just check your check the mission. Check your card. Oh shit! I've got one of those ones. Do it. Yeah. Frontline. 
it's the same as the old rules where you just um, you announce it and then you add that baggage on, or not the baggage on, you add the cost of that card mm. to the dominated quadrant, which, which isn't as powerful as it yeah, was in season Yeah, because it nine. used to be you could draw like a 40 point, yeah, which maximum, is like a heavy infantry. In exactly, maximum of 20 points this time, so it's not as swingy, which is good in my opinion, because I got caught out numerous yeah. times at Intelcom on Frontline. And then supplies is also an interesting um, Intelcom bonus in that it uh, nullifies the classified fulfilled by the opposing player. So and that's do- if you doctors have the doctor beat. ones. Doctors beat the veteran. Veteran and forward observer. Yeah, so ones, basically yeah. The, the first aid kit will beat the target. Yeah. And so that's again another one that you just have in the back of your mind going, right, well, I've got this one. At the end of the game, mm. you know, I can, you know, I can rob a point from my opponent. And then the other thing to remember are the uh, two bonuses that you get. So one of them for supremacy, if you have a hacker. Hmm. Um, I mean, this is just going to be golden. I think it's going to, it's really going to, it's not going to change the game that much, but I think it's going to really put a smile on your face when you remember that you've got a hacker and he's about to push this console and you go, and he gets oh, two dice. I get two dice and a plus three. It's right. like, it, you know, the, it's a, the nicest feeling when, you, when, you, when you're just like, oh, I have two dice in my hand now. Yeah, exactly. Rather than one dice. Same thing with firefight. Same thing for, yeah, for, was it firefight? No, for uh, firefight. So supplies has the two on the box? Yeah, so let me finish. Oh, yeah, sorry. So supplies was, is the same, but it's for doctors and paramedics. Yeah. So remember for doctors, for supplies, doctors and paramedics get plus three and two dice. And for supremacy, you get plus three and two dice if you're a hacker. And like, as you were saying, yes, for firefight, if you're a specialist. This is good fun. Then it's just good fun because you could get you know, a motorcycle or whatever, um, you're more chance of getting something that you Ajax want. on a motorcycle. So, so the, yeah. So basically, that that those are our sort of three things that I guess we've come to think about when we're uh, looking at built list building for these missions. I hope that helps you. And yeah, I mean, anything else you like you like you like to add? I I I, I want to add just one thing: is don't make a list that you hate. Okay. Uh, especially with vanilla armies where you've got that more flexibility. Mm-hmm. You want to, reg- regardless of all this talk we're talking about playing towards a tournament and all this sort of, sort of thing, it's still about enjoying enjoying yourself, right? Playing with potential mates. I've met a lot of friends mm. at Infinity, and the last thing you want to do is spend $50 and two days in a hot room with a list that you hate, but know that that it's, but think that it's going to do really well in the tournament. Okay, you know, I, I, I'll pay that one. That's a good point. Because, um, like I say, I ran Emily uh, in her link for the f- not for the second yeah. time, really. First time that it's actually done something. Yeah. And, like you know, I, I, I kind of feel pressured to take it because uh, here exactly. a lot of people say, oh, Starco with Emily, Starco, so good. And then people are like, oh, it's broken. There's nothing in this game that's broken, by the way. No. But, um, yeah, when I did play that, I was like, There's well, just this is good really pieces. playing to the strengths of Decapitation hmm. and to the strengths of Starco. So... On one hand, I was like, oh, it doesn't really feel like I want to take this. Mm. And it was a bit upsetting when I crit your... Well, not for you, not for me, but for you when I crit oh, um, the I HVT, didn't cry, I promise. And when I crit the HVT and then followed up by slaying Ajax. Mm. But I mean, I guess it was just playing to the strength of that army and the yeah. strength of how I win in firefight. Uh, not firefight, in decapitation. Um, so you're right, yeah. I mean, I don't think I hate that list. I'm not sure I'm going to run it. Yeah. Necessarily, I'll try a few more iterations. I know I've cleared my whole ITS bank mm. of lists, and I've now got um like CanCon list one point one, 
CanCon list 1.2. Like that's yeah. kind of where I'm going now. Like yeah. Each iteration is a slight different. You want to play a list that you enjoy playing. You want to play a list that other people are going to have a positive play experience playing against. Mm. And one that, you know, it's, one that you can work. At the same time, it's CanCon, so it, it is a tournament. It is the biggest tournament in Australia. Yeah. People are there to have fun, but they're also there to win. If you have any questions, uh, listeners, for us today or any critiques, any comments, anything we got wrong, please uh, write to us on our Facebook page. One last thing, I'd like to also just push a tournament if we can really quickly. Oh, Road to Kenko. We're having, yes, uh, so Melbourne Wargaming uh, Incorporated is going to run its first tournament called Road to Cancon. So Mm. it's... um, using the five missions from CanCon. So this is just going to be a three-mission, one-day tournament. We're going to be running... I keep forgetting Fifth missions. Fifth is three, decapitations, uh, <laughs> supremacy. Supremacy, and... decapitation, and frontline. Yeah. Um, it's going to be out west in Melbourne yeah. uh, because we normally run things out east. So we've got a scout hall in Melbourne uh, yeah. out west. It's going, to that, be a great, that, it's going to be a great day, I think. We've got some nice prizes we're going to, we're going to get for it. Yeah. It's going to be uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a fun banter-filled day. We're going to have a barbecue. It's going to be um, in November the 25th. 25th. It's a yeah. Sunday. And I, I'd, I'd encourage everybody that comes to WoW, uh, normal tournaments, especially the guys at East, to go and do it, right? There's a lot of guys um, from the West that travel a long way to have a game of Infinity with us, and I think it's a good opportunity for us to make it easy on them yeah no definitely and and if this one is a success which i'm hoping it will be we'll, mm. we're hoping to run another one or two before cancon just to get everyone sort of mission ready yeah. like i say we're gonna have some nice prizes to kind of go along with it that you can take to cancon uh, things like silhouette markers multi-scanner markers <laughs> um data tracker markers that that mm. kind of thing and uh, yeah i think it'd be a really fun day so uh, like I said, 25th of November, uh, it's at uh, Footscray Scout Hall. If you just go to Infinity Australia, it's up there, Road to CanCon. Um, yeah, like um, or, or get in touch with us on our Facebook page if you'd like more details. Yeah. I've been Kevin. I've been Jacob. And you were listening to Lost Lieutenant. Thanks for listening. Bye. Like it's like if if suddenly your armpits smelt like like cotton candy or something or like cocaine, you'd be like, oh, like yeah, sweet. my my armpit starts smelling like cotton candy. I think my girlfriend would just live in my armpit. I don't want to think about uh, it. No, I don't. No, I, don't. I, I got don't. enough hair in there, and I don't need someone licking my armpit.